All right, here we go. Welcome to Across the Board, our weekly live video feed. Today is gonna to be a little different. Kelly over here, my co-host, by the way, I'm your host, Coach Brendan Ferreira. I'm joined by my co-host, Kelly. And she, thank you, is going to be asking me a couple of questions about fitness stuff, especially around this time of year and everything. Some of them revolve around some of the weather things, and some are just things that, well, she thought of and wanted to know. So that's what we're gonna be working with today knocking out a couple of questions. She's going to be testing my knowledge. Uh, I might throw some back at her. Who knows? Test her knowledge. We'll see. So Jeez. let's see how this goes. Uh, without further ado, though, let's get into this thing. What do you got for me? All right. So got five questions. The first one, how often should I be training? How often should you be training? So I feel like a lot of these questions like depend on people's lifestyles and there's not like going to be a perfect answer for for some things like this but the minimum i think that most people should train is three days a week um i think that fills it and i think that you should spread them out in a way so that you're not taking more than two days off at a time does that make sense so like a monday wednesday friday would set you up so that you have yes saturday and sunday off but every other day is like a training day Okay, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Friday is an awesome way to do it. There's other people that might do it like Monday and then do like Thursday, Friday. So they end up having two days off there. And they're like, you know, there's different ways to kind of finagle it um, along the way. But essentially trying to get three days in during the week and spread those days out a little bit, two days on, you know, two days off, one day on, however you got to do it. Uh, I think that's sort of the best way to sort of start. And once you're consistent with that, then we can start looking at more training days and more training volume and things like that. But getting yourself used to doing three days a week and just breaking up the week that way um, and not having a whole bunch of days off in a row uh, is probably the best thing. And that being said too, like if you do three days on and then four days off, you'll start to get diminishing returns. So uh, uh, again, like there's not a perfect cookie cutter answer for everybody but trying to find a way to spread three days a week out is probably going to be the best and probably a pretty easy thing for most people to kind of fit into their lifestyle. So what, it's like better to give yourself a little bit of a break than go longer. Like, so you're training one day, not training the next, and then getting back to it. Yeah. So, that, you know, I feel like that creates a, a situation where you can be a little bit more consistent and you don't get so run down. I think when people train day after day after day after day, then they feel like they really need that day off and then they enjoy that day off. So it kind of boils and then they, they like, maybe I'll take another one and then another one. And it creates this environment where they're not like feeling like, okay, I'm ready to go back to the gym. So sorry. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, just for me, I think that it, like whatever gets you to the gym more is what you should do. And I see a lot of people that go like four or five days and then they're gone for like two weeks where the people that are just three day a weekers, they just keep coming in and keep rolling in there, accruing way more training volume over the course of the year than somebody that hits it hard for a week or two and then fizzles out for a month. All right. Um, so how would you train through an injury without like further, further, um, Making more damage. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. uh, so this is a really interesting question. We have to dissect first the difference between hurt and injured. Okay. Okay. Uh, so injured is like, okay, yes. If I move this body part or if I do anything with this, with this uh, or any certain movement patterns, like I'm going to make this worse. It could be something like a broken bone or a tear or something like that. Whereas hurt 
is where you might have like a muscle that's knotted up or tied up, or you might even have like a tweak or a, a, a pulled muscle, things like that. You may have like some tendonitis or some things like that, or maybe some little back pain flared up. Those are things where we're hurt because movement physically hurts us, but there's not an injury. There's just some, some inflammation, some flare up, something that's going wrong, maybe in our mechanics that's creating an issue. So those are times where we look at and we definitely want to train through those. We might modify some of the movement a little bit or do some targeted things to get muscle activation, but we'll train through those. Now with injuries, we're still gonna train through it, but we have to avoid painful movement with injuries now. So if I'm hurt, right. I can still, like if my shoulder's hurting because I'm sore, I can still do shoulder work. But if my shoulder's injured, if I have a slip bicep tendon or a tear or something like that, or if uh, you know, just something's just crazy out of whack and I, I can't move my arm up over my head, everything's pinched up, now I've got an injury. Now I have to avoid those movements. And if I can't do like maybe single arm stuff on the other side, or if I can't do a range of motion or a different movement that's similar, I might have to completely nix that shoulder work and just move on to something else. Like for instance, me right now, I'm not doing a lot of overhead any or any shoulder work because I have a shoulder injury. So the little bit of stuff that I do is like, I do a lot of lunges right now. I do a lot of stuff over on the GHD. I'm finding other ways where I can still get some training in and move the needle. Um, I'm still walking a little bit and moving around and that's it. But I'm not doing any squatting because it puts stress on my shoulder and, and a lot of people are like, well, just squat more. And normally I probably would, but for me, squatting puts stress on my shoulder and makes that hurt more. So I'm avoiding that painful movement. I'm definitely not doing any pressing or push-ups or anything like that. Even when I do a little bit of yoga and stuff that I do now or stretching, it's like more standing stretches. I'm not doing anything upward, downward dog or anything like that. Right. And I'm just avoiding the things that hurt it while it does whatever it needs to do to hopefully recover. Um, how do so you, that's, sorry. That's okay. That's just how I approach injuries. I just try to stay away from the things that hurt really bad and the things that I know hurt it, and I try to find something to replace that movement. So what is, like, sometimes my back hurts, but how do you know the difference between, like, if it's hurting and it's okay or if it's hurting and it's bad, like, you should stop? For, like, just an average athlete, what's, like, do you have – Kind of a bottom line so this is again another <laughs> one there isn't a bottom line and this is where things get tricky um, one thing that i'll say that a lot of times when athletes have an injury and they focus more on that injury they feel that injury more i've noticed that about the, the about injuries and even in myself like when i um years ago i i tweaked uh something in my, my low back and messed up my si joint and then anytime that i just dig into training and don't really like focus on like no this is healed i'm recovered i have great training sessions great training blocks and everything's fine and then when i start thinking about it i start questioning whether it's still there all of a sudden it's like magic it's like oh you remembered me and it popped back up so that's one of those things that's kind of a telltale sign of hurt or injury that's something that hurts me and can pop up because there's a mechanical there's a dysfunction because of my new anatomy from getting blown up and everything and my body got put back together differently so there's some things that hurt me because of that, but it's not an injury that I'm still dealing with. It's recovered, it's fine, it's all good to go, all right? Where with you, if you're not thinking about your lower back, if you're trying to kind of put it out of your mind, doing everything you can, doing all the right things to kind of mitigate that and it's still there, then we have to start talking about an injury 
and what we can do to either strengthen around the stuff to make that the, what it injured like if you have an injured muscle that's not functioning properly we can strengthen around it or we can just get the hell away from it completely and try to focus on things other in other areas of your, of your fitness that we can attack whether it's you know doing like seated presses so we're still working your upper body and doing more like isolation work with your lower body and staying away from anything that puts a lot of load on your trunk whether we're doing stuff like we do with the medicine ball that special warm-up that you hate or you do that i know i know but like things like that like we'll, we'll we start looking into those things when we start thinking that there's an injury versus hurt and stuff and that's a real telltale sign again like if you can't put it out of your head if you can't just like especially when you're when you're at my level of training and you're doing this for a long time and you're like you're committed to some training block and stuff then you kind of know like that's where i'm at with my shoulder this is one thing that like I, you, you saw me try to put it out yeah, like yeah. all right i'm gonna train through this and then it just got work so well now i know so that's sort of how i feel about that and i know again it's one of those things doesn't have a great across the board answer for everybody uh but that's kind of how i assess injuries for myself and how i try to tell athletes too uh, with back injuries it's tough i'll say that because there's definitely things that get inflamed and, and injured and moved around in there and the spine is tricky like you don't want to bulge or slip a disc or anything like that you don't want to keep doing things if there is an injury like we found out that i had a compression fracture in my back and i trained through it, it happened probably like years ago and if i had known at the time i probably would have done things differently you know what i mean um and it probably led to some of the shoulder issues that i have now that being said like back pain is one of those things that depends on people's pain tolerance and i've had back pain throughout my life from doing different types of work so like i was like oh when that happened in my back i was like oh it's just back pain you know what i mean you haven't had that same sort of back pain. i mean you've had this for a long time and everything and it kind of come and go coming on with your core strength right so based off of that i look at that and see okay when your core gets stronger the back pain goes away when we get away from some of the strongman training and do more of like the crossfit type stuff we're moving up and down and we're not doing static holds and carries but that pain comes back that tells me that it's more of a hurt thing that there's a mechanical dysfunction that's going on when you're doing a lot of reps of folding in half and standing back up versus where you're stabilizing and moving. Right. seems like more of a stability issue does that make sense yeah all right next question all right what are some steps that myself or other athletes can take to mitigate the risk of getting sick and missing training? This is a good freaking question. All right. Good question with a better answer. So um, first off, we know it's like that time of year. It's winter and it is like balls cold here. If anybody is out there watching from like from from not around here and you're not one of the members of my gym, like it is a weird frigid air that just popped in here in the last couple of days. So people are gonna get sick when you go from cool like it was like 60 on monday and i'm sniffling yeah when you go from that to cold air it's gonna happen all right not to mention that we're inside a lot more we don't have a lot of vitamin d in our system because we're putting on sweatshirts and everything we're not out in the sun and we're up in new england too so we're a little bit further away from it than people down in florida uh vitamin d is integral in helping to fight infections this time of year that's why people tend to get sick around now not because of cold and flu season if you don't have vitamin D. So a real easy way to help mitigate that, start taking more vitamin D. I highly recommend, and now again, without going and getting blood work and finding out if you're deficient in something, 
I can't say that you're deficient. I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not a phlebotomist. So I don't, and I don't have special x-ray eyes that can tell me what's in your blood. You know what I mean? So I don't, I, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, but most people, especially around here are deficient in vitamin D. And honestly, I haven't had a whole lot of people start taking, like I take 10,000 IU of vitamin D a day. Uh, and I recommend people take 10,000 IU of vitamin D a day. And most people that start doing it, they're like, yeah, I feel better. Weird. I don't know how it happened and stuff. And they've been like on multivitamins and this thing and that thing. And then another one that helped me a lot is vitamin C. Most of us get enough vitamin C and there's a ton of things. It's like Adam ruins everything that we don't need vitamin C, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of shows out there and things that say like science says we get enough vitamin C. Totally true. However, when we're training like what we do and adding intensity into the mix, we're sort of putting extra stressors on our body. And especially when we're doing things like getting super sweaty at the gym and taking our shirts off because it's hot in here and then we walk outside in the freezing cold air and everything and we just shock the system. Having a little bit of extra vitamin C isn't going to kill you because who knows, just because you eat enough of it in your food, how do you know your body's processing all of that vitamin D, uh, excuse me, vitamin C. So those are two things, two steps that I take that kind of help with that uh, and just kind of give me a boost to try to keep that from happening in the first place. Okay. All right. Vitamin C, vitamin D. Vitamin C and vitamin D. Yep. So what if I'm already sick? Feel like you're already sick right I now. I am already sick. I popped two <laughs> vitamin Ds this morning. Oh man, look at she's uh, already on that band. So do I just take the time off to fully recover or do I come in and like push through it? Which so what's better? Right now, no. Right now you push through because you're not that sick right now. I didn't I know. even know you were sick until you said something. So you have, yeah, now you're just running out the sniffles. I am calling out tomorrow. No. <laughs> but um, right now is the time when you will push through. Okay. And honestly, you can push through a lot further and a lot deeper. We, you've seen athletes in here sick and everything. And it's fine. And I, I don't mind. That's why we have Clorox wipes in the gym and everything. Like, try to cover your mouth. Like, use your elbow. Don't cough in your hand and grab a barbell and stuff. But like, these things happen. Now, where it's a line, when you have a fever, it starts to become dangerous because your body temperature is going to elevate when you do workouts like what we do here. Okay. Okay. So we can't have that happening exponentially because you're already sick. Like you walk in and you're like on that line, you know, most adults that can handle like a hundred degree fever. We're like, Oh, I got a headache, but I can make it through. And some people are diehards. So they'll still try to go to the gym. Well, at the end of your warm up, that fever is going to shoot to 102. And by the end of a, a Fran type workout, it might be higher. And that's where we get into really dangerous ranges. Um, no, at least what I know through the, like being in the military and like heat casualties and, and things like that. Like I know that that is a dangerous territory to be. So okay. fever is one place where it's like, no, this is time. Your body's telling you that's your body signal of like shut it down, vomiting, things like that. When things are like that serious, let's get to the gym. If it's, if it's a cold that you just can't shake and you're doing everything right and you've had it for weeks, well, maybe taking a day or two off won't kill you there either. Especially if you're one of those people that's like a five, six day a weeker. Again, if you're a three day a weeker, try to maintain that as long as you possibly can. Just stick to it, even if you got to scale back that training, because you'd be surprised. Like if you're doing the other things right, the vitamin C, the vitamin D, some good food, and another thing that I'm going to throw in a little bit of bone broth thrown in there. No, it's waiting fasting. for it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> you know, I got to climb the hill onto this soapbox. Yeah. But um, 
but yeah, uh, there's a couple other things that you can do to mitigate that and to help you recover faster, but I don't think you should skip training. But once you're sick, get on the bone broth. Get on the bone broth. It's so good, and honestly, like, if you can start off, even though you're training, it's okay to fast. You might have to scale back a little bit of training. Uh, just a little bit, you don't have to necessarily do a ton, but right away, if you feel that coming on, cut out food and give yourself, like, don't eat anything until about noon, and then break your fast with a cup of bone broth, and if you can get some, like, red miso or some sort of miso paste to put in there, it's got probiotic quality, or it's got probiotic in it, uh, it's a probiotic food, yeah. so that's gonna help with your gut health. Uh, bone broth is good for your gut health as well, and when your gut health is good, we know that our body functions like so. That means our immune system is going to get a boost as well. And if you're already putting in the vitamin C, the vitamin D, now you got this other good stuff in it. Maybe one of those MF green drinks that we that we that we uh, prescribe in our um, strategic approach meal plans. You know, one of those deals. Like those are sort of things that are going to help you get better faster. And if you're doing all those and you don't have the fever, you just kind of feel like crap. Training three days a week, just stick to the guns on that. Um, Daniel Riley said, what do you mean by bone broth? Bone broth. I mean exactly what I mean, Riley. <laughs> He's excited. He's a good dude. No, I'm, I'm saying you're excited. Oh. Tell him about bone broth. Okay. <laughs> um, so bone broth is kind of what it sounds like. It's where you take, like, uh, my wife actually just made some at home the other day. We, instead of, like, buying, like, chicken parts, we buy, like, a whole chicken, and then she'll butcher it herself. And all the parts that you can't, like, Obviously, the legs and the thighs and stuff we eat, but then that carcass, that's, that's all bones, and in those bones, there's marrow. Marrow is actually really good for us. Um, so we basically put that in, and there's some extra chicken meat and parts and stuff. We throw that in there, and we just let that boil and go to town. Sometimes we'll throw, like, some seasonings in there and stuff. I don't know how she makes it. She's just awesome. Like, so she when makes it's awesome soak overnight, I think. There's all different ways, but you can also buy yeah. really quality bone broth that at too. the store. There's oh so good. And yep. There's a few of them out there. And you know, as uh, again, my wife pointed out yesterday to me, you know if it's a good bone broth because it will congeal a little bit uh, if you like leave it out and everything. And if it doesn't, like I just found out the one that I've been using, Nature Promise, never congeals, yeah. which means it's not even like a good bone broth. So get good quality stuff. Uh, it will make a big difference. Uh, it helps a lot. It's like, that's why we eat chicken soup. Everybody's known forever. Eat chicken soup when you get sick. Well, that's, that's why, because chicken soup, the old school way was made with like the base is like a bone broth base and all the vegetables and stuff in it. It's just good for your soul. It's good for your body. It actually is actually good for your gut health too. It really is. There's some science to that. Okay, so um, that helps a lot. All right? All about the bone broth. All about that bone broth. <laughs> um, that's all I have for you today. Right on. That was a lot. That was good. That was good. Good stuff. All right, guys. Um, that was a lot of fun for me. I do love answering these questions. This is the stuff that I love to do. So along the way, if you have any, like Riley did, uh, pop those questions out there, and if we see them, we'll answer them. If you have them uh, and you see this later in the day, you can write it in the comments. We'll see. Maybe we'll get it to – we'll start jotting them down, and we'll get it next week before we start off some of our other questions along the way. But this is kind of how we're going to run this thing from here on out. Hope you guys like the show. Hope you like their new setup. Pretty sweet, right? And uh, yeah, go to the gym. Um, oh, said, wait, Thanks, yeah. brother. I mostly use bullion, but I know that's not as good for you. Yeah, go to the broth, man. Don't use the bullion. Bullion is like 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 fake broth. Use actual bone broth instead of, of bullion. Tasty.
really good. Tastes really good, especially if you put the little bit of miso in it. It's like your own miso soup. You can get it at Whole Foods. It's really good for you. All right. And like I said, go to the gym, Riley. You can use it to make rice too. That's right. We do use it to make rice. All Take right, that. guys. <laughs> That's all we got. See you guys later. Yeah. <laughs>